Welcome back, everybody, to the Big Dudes in the Trenches podcast. Uh, Tug disappeared. We had three of us here at one point. There are three hosts of the show. It is possible we will get a third one eventually. But right now, it's just Bug and Doug hanging out with you. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're live with us on Twitch, this is the best way to watch this show definitively. Big Dudes in the Trenches on there. If you would like to see the great and wonderful visuals that we have and you're not live with us you can check us out on youtube recommend hitting up bloodline entertainment network to do so also you can go to their website uh which i don't know the url off the top of my head but it'll probably be in the description as well and <laughs> all of our other links in the description there somewhere this is part four of our fcs conference preview series we have already made it through 10, all 10, of the FBS conferences, and now we're on the fourth of 13 FCS conferences to, I don't know, wrap up all of our conference previews for this year. This is the United Athletic Conference this go-around, which is a brand-new conference. Didn't exist last year. This is a combination of the A-Sun and WAC uh, with not that many teams remaining. In, in either of them, <laughs> because they've been losing teams to the FBS. Conference USA keeps poaching everybody. Uh, also included in our tier list later is Kennesaw State here. Kennesaw State is independent this season in the FCS as they are transitioning. They will be in the FBS in Conference USA in 2024. But for right now, they didn't have anywhere else to go, so we put them in this tier list maker as well. Um what do you think about the United Athletic Conference heading into 2023? It is the strangest hodgepodge of teams I have ever seen. Uh, yes. But it looks like they're going to have some competitive teams on the national level when we start talking playoffs here in a little bit. Playoffs? Playoffs? I am interested to see, though. Uh, it seems like there is a very clear uh, top and bottom of this conference and one of the teams I I would have put just by looking at paper and you know just kind of glancing at it as being near the top of this conference is Austin P. But when you look at their their roster construction, you start digging into it, doesn't look like that's gonna be the case. Only Corey Chapman, a defensive back for the governors, is making our preseason all conference team. Yeah, and it's not entirely fair to Austin P. Like it this looks bad for them, but I do think they have like if this were a two or three deep, we'd see a hell, heck of a lot more Austin P players scattered throughout here. But individually, we have some phenomenal players around this conference at various positions and at various schools. The most annoying part of this conference, though, is that almost all of them are purple and white. A lot of purple. Yeah. <laughs> so I you're like not it. Purple and white, you're red and white. So it's, there's only, or red and black. Or purple and black. <laughs> or purple and gold. It's a whole mess. whole mess of purple. <laughs> but we did have our All-American FCS quarterback, Parker McKinney, out of Eastern Kentucky. This is his sixth <laughs> season at EKU. EKU is a former powerhouse in the FCS. Definitely hasn't been recently, but they snuck into the playoffs last season. We'll see if they can get there again. Parker McKinney's 
definitely hoping for that coming back for a whole sixth season, even though he said he got some FBS offers if he were to transfer. Um, I don't know what schools that would be. I'm sure he wouldn't have turned down like an Alabama offer, but <laughs> that would have been something. That would have been crazy. Uh, <laughs> if you'll notice, both of the wide receivers here are Tarleton State players. Uh, Darius Cooper and Jaden Smith are just really freaking good. And they've been really good for a couple of years now. So kind of give them some benefit of the doubt, I guess. There might be some – there are some other really talented guys at the position around the league. But Darius Cooper and Jaden Smith together – have been good for a couple of years. I don't know who the quarterback's going to be, but I know them as individual players are really good, so worth shouting them out. And uh, it's a whole lot of purple. I'm getting lost. <laughs> it is It is tough to get through. There's so much purple on here, especially with Tarleton State. And I did miss Central Arkansas. Nearly having identical logos. <laughs> Yeah, and then you got Abilene State and uh, Abilene and what Christian is that? Utah University. Tech. Abilene Christian, sorry. Yeah, uh, Utah Tech and Southern Utah. Logos. Oof. Yeah, it's, we're going to try not to trip over ourselves a ton. I will say <laughs> I completely looked past Central Arkansas' Shinderick Powell at running back on this team initially. Yeah. Uh, because and I, I was going to be a little upset with you because this team has also been very much on the rise and would have been another one of those top teams that came came to mind. Obviously, when you've got the best quarterback in the conference and at the FCS level in Parker McKinney, a lot of people are immediately going to put Eastern Kentucky near the top end of this conference and probably in what is our playoff contender spot. But you cannot sleep on Central Arkansas. You definitely can't sleep on Tarleton State. And Stephen F. Austin has had a fantastic past three seasons as well. You can see you see all this purple all over the place, and it's from those three teams right there. Yeah, and while we're talking about Central Arkansas for a minute, <coughs> look at the defensive side of the ball for them. That defensive line is terrifying. Uh, Logan Jessup is amazing. You want him on that line. You need him on that line. <laughs> And then also look at two of our defensive backs are right. coming from Central Arkansas. You talk about, you know, like I said, a lot of people probably want to put Eastern Kentucky as the team that's going to run away with this conference. You want to find a team that's built to beat them? It's Central Arkansas, especially with a good run game. They're going to be able to keep the ball out of his hands and keep him from throwing all over the field on them. Yeah, how we ended up with the conference of Kentucky, Tennessee, Arkansas, Texas, Utah, Alabama, um, I have no idea. <laughs> and also, and, uh, Andrew Luck's dad, Oliver Luck, is basically the commissioner of this conference right now, even though he's also <laughs> a consultant for the Pac-4. <laughs> so, this is uh, He didn't do a very good job there, so we'll see how he well, does here. He just got hired <laughs> as a consultant, basically – Probably a tryout to see if he's going to replace Klavikov. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> UAC Tug's got a, some family. St- Tug's got some family stuff going on, but I really wish he was here to pronounce the uh, offensive lineman out of North Alabama's name. Yes, I was really wanting that too. Actually, um, oh my gosh, is that Fao Tevao? 
No, that's uh-huh. a hard no. <laughs> Thank I you tried. for playing, though. Thank you for playing. I do appreciate it. Did I win zero points? Yes. Oh, okay. We're you all actually, dumber for having you, listened to you. You actually owe us points. <laughs> and may God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> but I guess let's go ahead and jump to our tier list for the UAC. Uh, and again, in no particular order, just whatever order the logos happen to populate when I dragged the image files over to this website. That's behind the scenes action for you. Uh, <laughs> starting us off with Tarleton State. I mean, look at all the guys that we had on their on the all conference team. And yet, I don't really think they're going to contend for the conference title. Yeah, like, this is this is more this, of a t- top end of tough out, bottom end of really good. I I would agree, and I got, got a question: Why you would put your purple out against another team in conference who also has purple as their main color, which is half of the conference? Talk about North Alabama for that one. Uh, they. They've got too many pieces still there for me to put them in the tough out category. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so I would put them in really good. That's fair. Tarleton State is a team that's definitely getting better very quickly. It wasn't that long ago. That was like a joke. Oh, we get to play Tarleton State. That's a that's an obvious dub on the schedule. Thank you very right. much. Don't mind if I do. <laughs> Uh, Abilene Christian is next. Abilene Christian is probably one of those schools we can comfortably call a tough out. Uh, it feels like a team that I wouldn't necessarily want to have to play, but also they're probably going to end up like five and six or something. So <laughs> they're Texas A&M's cupcake, and they have to play UIW. I, yeah, that's, I'm that's not, brutal. I'm not feeling. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about their prospects because their non-conference schedule is just so ridiculous for them. However, I would agree with you that tough out is going to be exactly where they fall. Um, They're going to be great in conference. Just that non-conference schedule is going to keep them from really getting out of that tough out category. Well, FBS losses don't count against you for the playoffs, (laughs) right? So they lose to to Texas A&M. Nobody's going to blame them for that just because of the scholarship difference between them if they beat texas a&m though that would be a incredible and b would help them for the playoff conversation so <laughs> if Abilene they Christian play. New, if it's if they're the new appalachian state <laughs> and they get to play north texas too oh, so man. they get two chances to help themselves there which might be why they constructed their schedule this way if i'm being honest with you maybe Maybe <laughs> it worked for Gardner Webb last year, having two FBS it did. On the schedule, and they ended up six it and did. five, and still made the playoffs. So, like, uh, it is it is possible. Next up is Austin P. The Governors are let's go P. Pretty solid all around, but like, I don't trust them in a big game scenario. Right, that's kind of how I feel about Austin P. It's it, it's another team that's kind of on the edge of tough out and really good, and I might I might be swayed to put them at the back end of really good, but it's 
I, I'll tell you what, they're going to have a very good chance to prove themselves at the start of the season, facing off in Carbondale against SIU, going to Knoxville, and then having Gardner-Webb right smack dab in the middle of the season. We're going to know by midseason where this team really should be. I would yeah. agree with you that really good is probably about where to put them to start off. That could change, I guess, but this is a preseason tier list. Back end of really good feels right. Now we get to Utah Tech. These are the trail. Who I didn't know how the football team. Um, I think it is reasonable. I didn't even know that was a school. Well, they only just recently changed their name to Utah Tech. So, fair enough. I forget what they were before, though. I think they were Utah a and I mean, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think it's fair to put them in the better luck take- next year. <laughs> I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now it's time for a interesting discussion here because Central Arkansas is – so close to being in that playoff contender tier for me that it's painful, but I also don't think it's reasonable. It's almost as painful as looking. It's almost as painful as looking at their football field. Yeah. The stripes. (laughs) Oh man. Purple and gray alternating every five yards is really gross. And I wish they wouldn't do it, but they do. Except for between the 45s because they got to have the logo looking good. Yeah, um, I I, I just don't say, see any, I don't see any scenario where we get more than one playoff team out of this conference. They're going to get their auto bid into the playoffs, and that's it. Maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe they get two. If they get two, it would probably be a combination of Eastern Kentucky and Central Arkansas. But I would agree. I don't know if I can realistically put Central Arkansas on that playoff contenders tier. What were you going to say, Tug? I'm sorry I cut you off there. I was going to say, based on what I've seen, and I agree with you, I don't know if we're going to get more than one playoff team out of this conference or even any realistically even – don't even know if we're going to have a playoff contender out of this conference. I'd probably put them in that really good range because I do think they're going to have a really good season. But – I just they I don't get, know where they that get list Eastern Kentucky at home. They get Eastern yeah. Kentucky at home. Their roster is built to beat Eastern Kentucky, in my opinion. Yeah, I can see oh. that. And it's senior day. And it's senior day. It, I would it's it's strength on strength, though, man. That's that's tough. That's quite the matchup. I'm glad they play each other, unlike the CAA, where we only get to see every other team play every other team. It's like <laughs> ridiculous. I'm I'm kind of comfortable though. Like the, the the tier lists are a little bit unfair. In if we are looking at keeping it static across all the conferences, like the CAA is supposed to produce one or two seeds, and then like a couple of other teams that sneak in there. The Missouri Valley is supposed to have number one and number two in the country basically every year, right? But it's like this conference, they're fighting for the auto bid. 
I think it's probably fair to put the two teams who we think are going to compete for that auto bid in the playoff contenders tier, even though it doesn't exactly fit with how we've done it for other conferences. I mean, that works. I mean, the titles are the same, but we can change the metrics based on expectations for the conference as a whole. I'm okay with that. The question then becomes, do we put Central Arkansas in front of or behind Eastern Kentucky? I I would lean Eastern Kentucky up front just because they've done it already and they're returning all the pieces. Yeah, that's. Oh, that's I think fair. that's fair. But that is definitely the conversation at the top of this conference. That is, uh, that's going to be a good game, actually. I, no doubt. Oof. Uh, Kennesaw State snuck on here. Like we said, they are independent this year, but we got to put them somewhere. I think what's going to happen actually with Kennesaw State this season is they're going to suck like hardcore because I think they're going to try to pull a Sam Houston State where they redshirted their entire defense and then they get up in the FBS and actually might do decently well in their first year in Conference USA. I don't think Kennesaw State's going to even make an effort to try this year. We've already kind of seen that last year. They went five and six, I believe like they're they're They've got their spot locked up. They're heading to the FBS soon. Let's just, uh, let's wrap things up. I think it's almost fair to put them in better luck next year. Like, yeah, that's what they're, they're shooting for. So <laughs> they're not, yeah, they're not, they're not built to make any noise this year either. I mean, it's just, right. they're there. They're but, getting ready. But I, but I had not go to a bowl game for three years anyway. Right. <laughs> I, I I would lean ahead of Utah Tech. Well, yeah. I, I would almost say, like, realistically, they're not that bad this year. But, <laughs> but honestly, from a Kennesaw State perspective, they're not building for the FCS anymore. They're building for the FBS, and they're building for next year. They're they're already looking ahead to next year. There's no yep. way they're not. <clears throat> so that takes us to North Alabama here. North Alabama has a couple of players on our all-conference team, both on the lines, uh, the wonderful mispronunciation by Tug at the beginning there, and then Cameron Green at defensive line as well. Um, I don't trust basically any other position necessarily for North Alabama, but the lines are good enough that it makes it makes them not that bad to me. I'm okay with not that bad. Like I would definitely take North Alabama over Utah Tech. Let's just take them over Kennesaw. <laughs> I don't know that Kennesaw really counts in this discussion. I just had to put them somewhere. So <laughs> we put them ahead of Utah Tech. So I mean, if we're being I... honest with Kennesaw State, I think the real answer there is to put them in not that bad as well. Like, I don't think they're – I don't think they're going to nosedive. I think they're, they're at minimum of a 500 team, right, which isn't possible because they play 11 games, but still. Like, yeah. is North Alabama better than Kansas State this year, though? Probably not. But I don't think they're a bottom feeder of the conference. What are you thinking, yeah. Bo? Any thoughts on North Alabama? 
not for where to put them preseason, but we will get a faster look at them than anybody else in the FCS, except for Mercer, who we'll talk about next week, two week, or Thursday, next Monday. I can't remember uh, because Someone. they are taking part in that <laughs> FCS kickoff on August 26th. So uh, I would put them at not that bad, honestly. I don't see them really competing in this conference, but I don't see them yeah. being an absolute bottom feeder either. Speaking of bottom feeders, I am worried about Southern Utah being uh, really not particularly good this season, <laughs> um, which is unfortunate because that would mean both of our Utah squads of the UAC are in better luck next year, but I do think that's fair. Uh, I will put yeah. them ahead of Utah Tech, though. I do think I do think that's the proper order for them. Uh, but also at some point, does it matter? I don't know. <laughs> And that leaves us with a final one. This is Stephen F. Austin. And I'm not doing it because of symmetry, but I think it makes the most sense. I do think they probably belong in the tough outs. If not, I could put them behind Austin P. and really good, but I think we've already kind of made it. I, Austin P. feels like the bottom of really good to me. I, I think tough out is the right answer for Stephen F. Austin. They're up and down. They're trending in the right direction they're just not there yet yeah they're up and down but they're also rising like they're gonna that's exactly that's where i'm at i could put them ahead of abilene christian though that's probably what i would do let's go for symmetry there i would take stephen f austin over over austin p or i sorry i take austin p over stephen f austin but stephen f austin over abilene christian all right. All right. This is the only even tier list we've had all night. Very exciting stuff. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> but that does it for how we view the United Athletic Conference for this 2023 season. Felt like a kind of a quick hitter there, but I think it's kind of appropriate as well. There are only two teams that we think to really make a, a bunch of noise and then a couple of squads where it's like, rather not have to play them in particular this week but it'll be all right (laughs) man what a what a conference (laughs) wow what a great podcast yeah i really also find it hilarious that tug conveniently has issues uh right when it's time for him to read off some links (laughs) <laughs> he's gonna be mad about that he's one. he's got something anyway, on give him a break i know i know uh, all right ladies and gentlemen i heard it's time for some links for you guys yes I i'd bring my face my beautiful face back on the show for you we've got our links patreon.com slash bt football twitter.com slash bt football facebook.com slash bt football instagram.com slash bt underscore football bdtfootball.com mailbox at bdtfootball.com youtube.com slash at big dudes in the trenches i still won't read the discord but guys we've said it a few times tonight uh it is scrolling across the bottom has been since the beginning of this last preview uh please check us out and check our friends out at at bloodline network.com uh 
these bunch of great guys, bunch of different content on there. Please come join us. Uh, give give the guys all out there a, a watch, a listen, a read, whatever you can. Help us all out. Absolutely. What a triumphant return for Tug. That was beautiful and glorious, and I appreciated every second of it. I was just waiting for you to complain just enough. <laughs> all right, folks. I think that does it for our first part of the FCS Conference Preview Editions. Uh, we will have several more of these to go. As a matter of fact, we have nine of these left to do. So stay tuned on all platforms. We'll be back live Twitch on Thursday night. So highly recommend you check us out there. And thank you so much for watching, folks. Uh, Bug, do you have any great closers for us? Do I... Uh, I mean, is it great? It's not as great as the last one. The last one I thought almost killed you guys. Well, please don't kill us. I might. So I went. (laughs) I went to the bookstore the other day. Good. I went to the bookstore the other day. They had a book, how to solve 50% of your problems. So I bought two. (laughs) All right. Wouldn't, Wouldn't that only. Wouldn't just have your problems every time. So essentially, you'd have twenty five percent of your problems remaining after buying two of them. You need to keep stockpiling that book. That, is what I'm saying. That's assuming it always fixes fifty percent of your problems. Well, that's the name of the book. <laughs> well, that's yeah, that's but, what it says. Yeah, right. God damn, I hate you guys. You as should. I'm the as I'm the one <laughs> lawyering this. I hate you guys. That's why it was the perfect <laughs> joke for right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is all the time we have on the show. Thanks for watching and or listening. And just remember, you can't win a game if you can't win a game.